Hey everyone, welcome to the second episode of Peer Review of the Recommended Experience Podcast. Peer Review, of course, is RXP's way of having a review podcast on our favorite uh, video games, TV shows, and movies. Uh, today, of course, my name is Matt. I'm hosting today. We are having a spoiler, f- spoiler <laughs> included, I guess not spoiler free, a spoiler included uh, review of the first season and the first half of the second season of The Mandalorian. Today I'm joined by a group of panelists, including Alex. Hello. Tiffany. Baby Yoda's everything. <laughs> and Yasser. We're panelists now? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've said that before. Haven't I? Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. We're, we're a panel. <laughs> there was a panel of people. Um, yeah, so... At the time of recording, we are halfway through the second season of The Mandalorian. So, guys, uh, let's let's take a take a trip back memory lane and start talking about season one of The Mandalorian. What did you guys feel when you when you played when you watched all these? <laughs> I was about to say season play. one spoilers. Hit, hit the play button. <laughs> <laughs> hit that play button. Um, of course, this. When did you guys watch it? Alex, Tiffany, did you guys watch it last year when it came out? I watched it weekly. I watched every episode weekly, weekly when it came out. Did you ever watch it again or just when it was live? I actually did not watch it again. Okay. Alex, did you watch it on a weekly basis or did you do kind of binge it? I waited for the first like five episodes or so to come okay. out and I watched those together and then I watched the, the last set uh, week by week. Um, and I thought that was kind of a better way to get into it, at least for me, because especially with how kind of slow paced the show feels, especially in mm-hmm. season one and, you know, how most shows feel in the first season of any running, uh, it's, it was easier to be able to get through all of it together and then to kind of catch up with everyone else and then go at it week by week. Hmm. And Yasser, uh, you're coming at it a little bit different than us. <laughs> when did yes, you watch yes. season one? So I just basically started the series uh, maybe a couple weeks back, and I am caught up. So I pretty much watched the first, what were we at, chapter 12? So yeah, yeah. 12 yep. episodes in the past couple of weeks. So Nice. Well done. I'm here. Well done. And you said you don't binge. Look at you. Hey, I mean, that's my type of binging. If I can do it in less than an episode per day. Okay. That's me. Perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat as Tiffany. Um, I watched it weekly when it came out. I never went back and watched it again. Uh, so Yasser, you're actually you've watched it the most recent uh, for us. But right. uh, so let's let's talk about season one. What did you guys think? Did you overall did you like it? Not like it? Alex, what what are you thinking? Uh, you know, contrary to what I feel most people say about, especially the first half, I liked the entire season, mm-hmm. especially episode six, which was the prisoner. Really? I know okay. it seems like a lot of people might not like that because of how it was structured or it seemed kind of disconnected from everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like how they portray, you know, the main character, the, the Mandalorian, in that it's always interesting where in the stories when you have a, I guess, quote unquote, faceless protagonist mm-hmm. in that, right, the Mandalorian's always wearing a mask and, you know, it's part of the character's story as to why he wears a mask and we never see his face. And that all we get from him is just the voiceover uh, of his personality and his thoughts and motivation that I think they're doing a very good job in kind of making me care about him and like showing us different sides of him, even though we visually can't see different sides of him, right? It's always the same helmet. Um, And especially with the prisoner episode in particular, kind of going back to his past. So even though obviously the the events take place during the course of the show, it does, you know, involve aspects of what his life was before meeting the child and before episode one. And I really like that from a story building perspective, at least for that character to say, Hey, right. Mandalorian bounty hunter, like this guy was doing stuff before having to take care of the child. And so let's show you and explain to you like what he was like and potentially how he's changed since having to take charge of the child. That's an interesting take because, like, for me, I like the beginning couple episodes of season one and then the last couple episodes of season one. I wasn't the biggest fan of the middle episodes that included the prisoner. 
Um, but, you know, for me, I guess I just felt like that some of the middle episodes felt like quote unquote filler episodes, like <laughs> just like extra yeah. shenanigans happening. And I'm like, just get me to the main story. However, I did appreciate that they're, they were enhancing the world building because we saw several of those characters again multiple times. So I can appreciate that. Um, but you know, for me, I thought the beginning was very interesting. And then the last two episodes were like fantastic of season one for me. Yeah. I tend to agree with you, Tiffany. Like I think season one was riddled with a lot of highs, like very high, but also some kind of like meh lows. Um, honestly, the gunslinger, which is episode five, um, that one, I didn't really care for a lot of the, the like minor characters that kind of came and went, um, it kind of felt just like a filler arc that you would see in like an anime or something like where, okay, well, maybe we learned something about Mando, but honestly, this has no bearing on the whole story as a whole. Um, the prisoner wasn't my favorite just because how it's paced, but seven and eight episode seven and eight got me so hyped because I, I thought those were the best of the whole entire season. Um, so, um, I was, I was all about it. Yasser, what did you think? Cause you, you watched these all pretty much in a row in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Um, faster than the rest of us basically watch them Um, true so i had i thought the beginning of season one was very well done i thought the writing was great early on Mm -hmm. in the show where i was like okay this is pretty exciting a star wars show where i actually like the vision of the show itself Mm -hmm. um but then as the season progressed I think I started having the same issues that you guys have already discussed where in my opinion, the plot of the entire season really played out more like a video game, (laughs) which I don't think I've actually said about a show before, but I feel like it played out more as a video game because there's so many side missions that Mando had to go on Mm -hmm. constantly throughout the story that it didn't seem like, we were focusing on the main objective the majority of the time we were watching. We were either doing some sort of side quest for somebody because we had to to progress to where we wanted to be, or we were just watching uh, like short clips of Yoda doing Yoda, Yoda things, which of course is cute mm-hmm. and great, but like it was just repetitive after eight episodes, in my opinion, uh, where that's kind of where I felt like it, could have been better in the first season. And that's where I was hoping uh, season two would kind of branch out and start focusing more on the Mandalorian, Mm -hmm. um, more about his character, as well as just the overarching um, plot of getting baby Yoda back to where he's supposed to be. Um, So that, that was Mm -hmm. my take. And like, Oh, go ahead. Tiffany. Well, I was just going to say that, I mean, for me, um, in terms of my general Star Wars background, I've watched all the properties like, uh, you know, I've watched so even the spinoff Solo, Rogue One, uh, the original trilogy, all that. Uh, but very like, I'm not like deep dive diving into the lore. Uh, but I love like the reason why I love Mandalorian so much is honestly because of baby Yoda, uh, the <laughs> child. I know baby Yoda is not his name, but the Internet's calling him that. And I like to call him or her. Who know? I don't we don't even know her the kid's gender. But I think this character is just so endearing and so cute. And I just want to know like the his story. Like I just want to know baby Yoda's story. And I'm mm-hmm. watching to see him like experience the world (laughs) with his best friend mando (laughs) (laughs) yeah going back to um kind of what you were saying about kind of the writing um it's funny because like if you look at who's writing a lot of the episodes in season one yeah john wrote all of them except for chapter five and chapter six which was the gunslinger and the prisoner those to me i were the ones that the plot just seemed weird but Man, I think he's just a, a master class when it comes to, to writing plot, um, which he's, you know, we'll get to this season um, in particular, but he's, you know, written, of course, all the episodes that have happened thus far. Um, but I think yeah. he's really good at developing humor within a plot, mm-hmm. which I can appreciate. Um, I don't 
I feel like the best episodes that took advantage of his writing were the episodes that he directed as well, which was the one or two episodes early on. And I think he directed the um, last episode of the season two, but someone can... Oh, okay. He actually... I don't... Did he direct any of the episodes in the first season? Okay, I could have sworn it said he did, but I'm looking at Wikipedia right now, and it's saying he did not. So I will get back to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just cut that line. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, um, Taiga, I really liked the directing in episode, or chapter 8. Um, I thought that they were able to use the humor, which it seemed like Thor Ragnarok <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, some of like the Stormtrooper discussion in the last episode. Um at least I think it was that last episode. It's been, yeah, of course, like a year was. now. Um, Where they're just like talking and yeah, trying to could, shoot the can. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, Yasser, you kind of brought up kind of what your thoughts and what your hopes for season two um, of what you wanted them to do more. You said like delving more into Mando's story and, and kind of delving into his character. Alex, Um, what after watching season one, you know, where did you want this second season to go? I guess I was on the other side of the fence saying uh, at this point, you know, not to go too deep into season two yet at this Mm -hmm. point, our talk, but uh, I really don't care about baby Yoda. Uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm more interested (laughs) in the titular character, the Mandalorian. Yeah. This show is a, like, it's called that for a reason. Like it is supposed to be this guy's journey. And I mean, we're getting bits and pieces and I thought, you know, the episodes in season one kind of, you know, they told us a lot in terms of right, how he fell into, you know, joining the the group that is known as the, the Mandalore and becoming a Mandalorian as well as, I guess, you know, his, how he sticks to the code and how that is his guiding principle in life and his actions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of that is more on display in, in season two, but Yeah, it just made me more intrigued to say where are they going to take his character and how, I guess, is Baby Yoda just kind of the catalyst as to where we can see more of what, you know, the Mandalorian stands for and represents. But also, I guess, how he might change, right? Because there is that kind of strict idea behind being a Mandalorian, the the code that they live by, but also Mm -hmm. maybe Baby Yoda is the is the catalyst to, for him to, I guess, depart from being so sternly adhering to this code and whether or not that is a good or bad thing, I guess we'll see, Mm -hmm. uh, or if it happens at all, but I'm definitely intrigued as to if that's enough to get him to say, okay, I've lived, you know, however many years of my life, like we don't know how old the Mandalorian is, but you know, let's say like 30, 40, I assume, um, like as a Mandalorian and how to, like can I, will this child will this you know random green thing be the reason as to why it's I changed my way of life? <laughs> yeah, obviously, as you can tell by how I'm speaking, I'm not too fond on him. He's you know, he's baby wow. Yoda's there, but I'm like whatever. Tiffany has stayed so silent, oh, and I want to give her the floor. I, Your I rebuttal. Just, <laughs> I I mean I am intrigued by the Mandalorian, um, but like. Also, I joked with Matt like a week ago that it's the Baby Yoda show. And he was like, um, it's called The Mandalorian. I was like, no, it's called The Baby Yoda Show. And he's like, it's absolutely, that's absolutely false. Um, but I, I just, I love him so much. Like, mm-hmm. I, I thought at the end of season one, he was going to get a name. I actually like thought like while I was watching season one, I was like, oh my God, the last like 10 minutes of season one is going to be that Mando's going to name him or like we're going to find out what his name is or whatever. Like that's honestly what I thought uh, that didn't happen. Uh, so my <laughs> hypothesis is at the end of season two, this young kiddo is going to get a name. But, you know, for me, I have a lot of questions about Baby Yoda's race. Like that's what's actually intriguing me. Like does is he going to talk like the titular Yoda? you know, with the Mm -hmm. weird, you know, like nouns and prepositions in opposite places? Or was that just a Yodaism that he just Mm -hmm. spoke like that because maybe English was his second language and that's how he learned the language? Mm -hmm. Or is, you know, is he going to speak, is little little child going to speak perfectly? Or, you know, I just have a lot of questions about his race because it's so mysterious. I did know that there was a female 
creature of Yodelini. that. Yeah. Wait, what was her name? I think it. I think they called her Yodelini, but. Yeah, like she was in like what is episode two in Clone War? Like she was on the the in the Senate or mm. Jedi Council or something. I don't know. She's just in the background. Like I'm just so intrigued by. Um, it's race that that's why I like keep watching. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. Like but, I'm not. Oh yeah. Well, so you're saying that's the reason why you keep watching, but they haven't provided us literally anything. anything. Yeah. On, and that's when like maybe backstory. They're going to um, give me more. So later. is that, is that disappointing <laughs> you at all? Or are you just like enjoying the ride and whenever it gets there, it gets there. Yeah. I'm enjoying the ride. Whenever it gets there, it gets there. Uh, honestly, okay. I see the child as like a little puppy being doing adorable things <laughs> so like i'm like here for his like and also his random uses of the force in season mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. i was like oh boy like th- so this race is very force sensitive like you know i was very intrigued also how mando was just so confused by it like, he's like what is this mm-hmm. like um that is i like seeing that juxtaposition of like him being just like so you know i thought you know going into the show i thought jedi were well known like that's what that's what threw me off too because he acted like he had no idea what the force was which made you think that no one he didn't know what the jedi were but then later on this might be a spoiler well it's not really a spoiler but he mentions the jedi in season two like uh, but that's like second because, hand. But that's because the 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 blacksmith lady told him about. Yeah, yeah but eight. he didn't he didn't question it at all. Like, who's the yeah. Jedi? What are you talking about? It's like, like he understood it completely. Well, you have to think about like when this is in the whole timeline. So this is probably like ten to twenty years after Episode Six of Star Wars. So Jedi weren't like the Jedi Council and everything broke apart at the end of episode three and then Mm -hmm. from there it was the sith where there's usually there's only two and then from there like jedi were kind of like outlaws so they weren't as prominent in their society so it wouldn't it it doesn't really surprise me how the mandalorian who is younger than um even boba fett you know and boba fett fought against you know luke and and uh some of the original trilogy so i guess it makes sense that this is more, you know, this galaxy that's so far that they're just these magicians, these ancient magicians from like an old religion. Um, so it, I guess it makes sense because really the New Republic hasn't really gone off. And I assume that Luke hasn't started training new Jedi at this point, or maybe he's just beginning. So um, it, it kind of makes sense with the timeline that it's like that. Uh, but it's mm-hmm. for me, the thing I love about the Mandalorian is that I don't, it's not a Jedi story. It's in that same world because um, I grew up having action figures of Star Wars and playing them as a kid and, and being able to just like pretend I'm in that world, not even as a Jedi, but just to be in that world. And so it's it's cool to see kind of be immersed in something that what is life outside of being a Jedi? You know, what is life just on Tatooine when there's not like a Jedi versus Sith battle? Um, and so that's, that's what I'm really all about, um, about the Mandalorian. Um, but I, I agree with uh, more more Yasser and Alex on on what I wanted from season two. I I enjoy Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is cute, and I probably go oh like at least three times each episode, which is normal. <laughs> but like <laughs> I I I just want to know you know about Mando. I want to I want to know about you know, where he comes from and kind of more of that backstory and see him develop as a character. Because one of my favorite moments from season one was how he hated droids. And he has, we get into Mm -hmm. his reasoning why he hates droids. But then at the end, when that droid sacrifices his, you know, quote unquote life to, to, you know, protect Mando and the child. And then you see, you know, the Mandalorian actually being thankful and, and looking at droids differently. Like that character development is what I'm here for. Right. I did like that. I like that. Um, so, but, oh, go ahead. Did you have? No, I just say? wanted to say that I also like Baby Yoda because he is cute. Like <laughs> he's he's a Noted. cute <laughs> little thing. I just wanted to say it. Yeah. You know, as I mean, Yasser, was- <laughs> as Yasser pointed out, that it kind of felt like the season one was just him going a bunch of uh, the Mandalorian Fetch going quest. on a bunch of side missions. Yeah. It feels like Baby Yoda is the worst mission in a game. It's the escort mission the whole right. time. 
Oh, and gosh. so that's where I'm like, I want him to get, you know, baby Yoda to the Jedi as soon as possible mm-hmm. so we can finish his escort mission and then he can go do something more meaningful. Right. But, you know, at this point, who knows if we're ever, if like the Mandalorian will continue without the child, they might, they might be, you know, the pet to the owner, mm-hmm. like for Listen, the entirety of the season. He is, I forgive, <laughs> I don't care for escort quests either. However, Baby Yoda is adorable and he has powers that come sporadically. So he's very helpful when he and wants to And he's a monster that eats <laughs> things he should. Okay, before we get <laughs> deeper into this argument... Uh, the, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I just bumped into my mic. Um, <laughs> uh, so one of the things I had to come and come to grips with as I was continuing to watch this show is one, I think they're realizing Disney that everyone loves Yoda just like Tiffany does. And they can't really separate Yoda from the series, at least not too much, mm-hmm. uh, without losing some of their, their base. The other thing I had to come to grips with is this is a kid's show. And once I came to grips with that, I felt like it kind of helped me uh, like settle down some of the criticisms that I had because a lot of the scripting, the storylines are very shallow, but mm-hmm. really, what are you? what is this show for? It's for kids. It's supposed to be easier to understand. So I, I guess we're not really going to get that AAA... Um, type of plot or experience that we're going to get from like a solo or a rogue one Uh, but kind of enjoy it as as much as you can just like tiffany is trying to say and kind of let it be the lighthearted star wars adventure it's supposed to be and then you kind of enjoy it a little bit more yeah i'm the kid that it's marketed for too like (laughs) i'm all about it like i'm enjoying my time um so kind of going into maybe as we transition to the second season but before you know this is the recommended experiences and you know we have limited time and we have so many shows so many games everything to watch i want to i want to get your guys opinion would you recommend this experience to our to our listeners out there first season of the mandalorian yes watch it (laughs) tiffany says watch it (laughs) for baby yoda come for baby yoda stay for the Stay for mando (laughs) 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 alex do you recommend this experience? I'd say I more so recommend it if you're not attached to the Star Wars IP at all, because I think this is a very good uh, story in that universe, but that doesn't really have any super deep ties. So you're not missing out on much, but if you are really invested in the Star Wars franchise, I guess you'd watch it because you like Star Wars, but I wouldn't recommend it from that aspect because the, the storytelling is vastly different than the, mm-hmm. than the core kind of stories you might be used to a la you know the the trilogy movies or even the animated shows that have come out in the past yeah i agree with alex i feel like it's more of a time filler uh Mm -hmm. for a star wars fan not really something that you would watch intently uh i would i watch it in my spare time i don't look forward to the day that (gasps) i get to watch it again but (laughs) i enjoy it for what it is so overall we would recommend this experience. I would say 100% <laughs> recommend the experience. Um, I'm. I, it sounds like I'm the biggest Star Wars fan in the room, and I don't. I guess I'm a little bit surprised, but um, from a Star Wars fan perspective, um, there's a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of fan service that maybe goes beyond um, maybe the direct uh, audience that they're maybe going after, like the lighthearted audience. I completely agree with the author, um, but for those of us that are very invested grew up watching the original trilogy the pre prequels and um, all the movies and iterations and even the cartoons um, there's a ton of easter eggs out there and a lot of fan service that i just love every week um, i'm coming into the office and i'm telling tiffany and i'm telling our other friend um, just little things that i saw and that other people on the internet saw and it just blows my mind um, so I would 100% recommend this experience. Yeah, I agree that they do a good job of including those Easter eggs and making sure that you feel connected to the Star Wars universe. I just don't think that they do enough with it. Like mm-hmm. you could do more than just Easter eggs, right? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's cool that it's in there. And if you like Star Wars, then obviously I think you're going to enjoy those Easter eggs without a doubt. Exactly. All right, so so moving on to season two. 
Um, Spoilers. So this, is, this is a spoiler cast <laughs> for the first four episodes of season two. Um, we'll, we'll catch you guys later for part two of this uh, recommended experience peer review. Uh, but first four episodes, knowing what we wanted to come out of it, how have you guys felt about the first four episodes? Do you like it? Maybe some parts you liked it. What are you feeling? I love Baby Yoda, and my love <laughs> continues to grow. My love oh continues my to grow for him. In in episode two, season two, you saw him run for the first time into Mando's arms. My heart grew one hundred times. Wow! I was so how are you living? Pleased. I was. I'm collar the Grinch. I just. It was. Everything. I, the moment I saw him run into his arms and the cooing is so adorable. I laughed so hard in the first five minutes of episode four with Mando trying to tell Baby Yoda how to hook up the wires into that had, the that had big in, baby group energy I, right there. It really <laughs> did. It told because yeah. for the record, yeah. audience, I'm in love with Baby Groot. I also love baby Groot so much and i have a lot of random collectibles of baby Groot because baby Groot is so cute but this baby yoda like no put the blue wire there don't put the red wire there it's <laughs> totally baby Groot with rocket in guardians of the galaxy season two don't hit that button hit the other button when i tell you and then it's just and then like i was watching baby yoda with the wires i'm like he's gonna hurt himself He's going to mm-hmm. hurt himself. He's going to hurt himself. And then he did, but it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It was just so funny. Um, I was very disappointed during his actions in episode um, in episode two uh, when Ian he Diggs. was... Eggate. Yeah, Eggate. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, no, this is the last of their species. Why are you doing Man. this? I was so... I was really kind of saddened by that, but also we have the background of him liking <laughs> frogs because he ate frogs on that planet with the mm-hmm. shock troop. What was that episode? Um, the gunslinger episode, I think. And so like also in episode with the first season or sorry, first episode of season two with the crate dragon. I'm not going to lie. I thought there was going to be a whole deus ex machina thing with little baby Yoda to like use his force powers to like help the situation. But I was actually really glad that they that he didn't like he didn't have to use his powers at all during that episode mm-hmm. um it would have been that, too much it yeah. would have been because yeah. then i would have been like okay now he's just like a scapegoat for everything he can just fix everything so it's kind of like um pretty like i like how they're kind of balancing his use of his powers versus not but mm-hmm. um two thumbs up for baby yoda it does seem like they leaned into Baby Yoda more, which I think goes back to what I mentioned, where Disney realizes how much people love Baby. Well, they got Yoda. a moneymaker, so their, they're doing on their hands. great. Yeah, they're doing a great job of emphasizing Baby Yoda more this season. Um, I still think it's very filler based as far as plot goes, and I don't know what what's there more to say. Like the filler, I at least for the filler episodes, I want them to be as short as possible so that it's not just going on forever on a plot line that we don't really Mm -hmm. care about. Um, I did think it was interesting when they finally ran into more quote unquote Mandalorians Mm -hmm. that were like of a different kind uh, where they took off their mask. I wanted to learn more about them. And of course that was the fastest episode and we lost them (laughs) in like 20 minutes. (laughs) So I I think there's still a lot of filler in the episodes. It's a lot of side quests, but we are getting closer to, to getting Yoda to his people. But one last uh, episode where we go back to the same planet and do another side quest before we get there. Mm-hmm. So we're almost there. <laughs> almost there. <laughs> Alex, what did you think? For me, yeah, as uh, as Tiffany mentioned, as you guys talked about a little bit, the him eating the eggs... Of both the <laughs> okay, he's a baby, guys. Of, he doesn't realize what he's doing. He's a hungry boy. <laughs> and spider variety, which is very disturbing, <laughs> and was part is part of the reason why I no longer care for this thing. Just, <laughs> oh my god! Give it to the Jedi and let's move on. You know, let's move on. <laughs> oh, leave me with um, the Jedi with him. But <laughs> take me with you. <laughs> in particular, with. Uh, episode two and right having to deal with the uh, the troopers and the spiders in general it made me come to appreciate also just the production quality on the visual effects mm-hmm. even yes, more so absolutely 
and like the little things, the, the, the biggest detail that really made me appreciate was when they were trapped inside the cockpit of the Razor Crest and then the spiders were, you know, uh, collapsing onto it from all sides when they actually animated, you know, when the spiders are crawling on the windshield, right. Due to it being on a cold planet and there being condensation on the glass, they actually have like the condensation getting like cleaned away <laughs> as the spiders were like crawling, you know, kind of realistically. Attention and to detail. Right. And it's that type of production where I'm like, Oh, this is that Disney money talking oh, of yeah. them just being able to put this over the top. Not to, you know, detract derail from our Mandalorian talk, but much better than the Witcher's, you know, production quality. Agreed. Um, <laughs> but and I just, you know, I'm looking at Wikipedia right now and apparently they are using a uh, production uh, studio skill set that is apparently based off the Unreal Engine, which is a game mm-hmm. development engine. So they worked with Epic to create this engine called Stagecraft, which allows them to do this realistic lighting and production visual effects. And I I think it shows. This is definitely, I think, at the level of movie quality effects, but for just what seemingly is a TV show. And I think just the production itself is just making everything so much more enjoyable to watch, Um, especially all the parts where it involves any ship you know, type of maneuver mm-hmm. or combat it just looks so crisp and nice. Um, especially at the end of uh, episode four, where uh, you know the Mandalorian's piling the Razor Crest and does that nice, you know, one eighty maneuver yeah, and does that dive straight parts. down. Yeah. yeah, and then Baby Yoda just vomits all over himself. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, f- like all those visuals, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, my favorite um, Razor Crest moment of the series so far was when he was gonna land on that planet, oh uh, and he was like, "Oh, I got it! I'm almost there!" And then he just crashes right into the water. That was yeah. spectacular. That <laughs> I do. I am glad that Alex brought that up, though, because I have. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention how much I love the art design mm-hmm. of this show. Not only do I love all the visual effects that Alex already mentioned. But at the end of the show, I'm always excited because I love the art that artwork? they show. Yeah. Yes. yeah, the artwork they show mm-hmm. at the end of each episode, where they're kind of showing you what the concept designs were before they made the show. I thought, or I always think, are beautiful. And then on top of it, the music in this show is always top notch. Iconic. As well. mm-hmm. yeah, so it's now I iconic. definitely need to bring that up. I love those aspects of the show without a doubt. Yeah, I so season two for me. Um, I thought has been really good overall. Um, I thought that the first episode was really good. I enjoyed that the Mandalorian kind of took center stage and it wasn't really as much the Baby Yoda show. Like, I'm glad that the Baby Yoda didn't, you know, defeat the Great Dragon, like kind of what Tiffany said. Um, the second episode, I honestly thought was okay. Um, it was in the How same line you? as... It was in the same line as uh, chapter four, chapter five, or sorry, chapter five and six of the first season. It was very filler. There was a lot of good parts that I agree with, you know, Alex and Yasser about like some of the the visuals of it. Um, But honestly, it just felt kind of just buying time for the real stuff. (laughs) Um, The heiress, though, which was episode three, or I guess chapter 11, um, I thought was one of my favorite episodes of the first 12 episodes so far. Um, the the reason I'm very interested in because, you know, what I wanted out of season two was knowing more about Mandalore, you know, Mandalore and Mando as a character and knowing that, yeah, he's part of this group called the Death Watch, which is like these like religious zealots that, um, you know, have like more of a an ancient religion of like the way, which is not really what modern day Mandalorians do because they are Mandalorians and they take off their helmet and they don't have like all of those kind of customs that Mando is thinking everyone does. And like for me to see Mando matched up against some of these other real Mandalorians, like seeing how kind of like clunky he looks compared to his combat style versus like some of these other very trained Mandalorians was so cool. And um, to see a huge character from actually um, Star Wars Rebels, um, Bo-Katan, she in Star Wars Rebels, which is the second animated series that happens in between episodes three and four of the main series, um, they are like old Mandalorians that are trying to take back Mandalore. 
And she, um, at the end of Star Wars Rebels, she actually has the Darksaber, which um, Moff Gideon has during Mandalorian. So, you know, there's going to be all of this connecting of what we knew in Star Wars Rebels to what it is now. Like, how did Moff Gideon get the Darksaber? Like, how did she lose it? And like, are we, I'm sure this is not going to be the last time we see Bo-Katan. And the cool thing is, is Bo-Katan, that actress, is the person that voices Bo-Katan in oh, Star Wars really Rebels. Cool. No way. Yeah. That's and, really cool. And she looks just like her character. So like, talk about thinking ahead <laughs> because they look <laughs> yeah. exactly alike. <laughs> yeah. Just like Google image, like Star Wars Rebels Bo-Katan because she looks exactly the same. Um, so like to me, it just made this so much bigger than these like 12 episodes, you know, jumping from planet to planet, doing all these side quests. Like there is a war going on for Mandalore that, you know, Moff Gideon is right in the middle of. And I, I, I know we're probably going to get to that. Um, so it makes me so excited. And so I, I, hope so. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sure it's going to start ramping up towards that maybe. Um, but we'll see, especially next episode, presumably it's already titled the Jedi. I so just saw that too. Yeah. Um, you know, this is when we see Ahsoka or Asaka. I don't know how actually how you're supposed to say it. Um, I hear oh. Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. Um, Ahsoka was the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker, who ended up being Darth uh, Vader. Um, so she was in Clone Wars in the animated series. And so this will be her first live adaptation. So I'm stoked about seeing her. Yeah, um, and she's being be played by Rosario Dawson, who mm-hmm. actually looks similar to the animated Ahsoka, in my opinion. Like, I mean, in terms of like a facial structure. Um, and I think Rosario Dawson's a great actress, so I'm pre- I'm pretty yeah. excited. Uh, you know, to be honest, when I had previously talked about how I think uh, Baby Yoda or the child's going to get a name, I f- this is what I'm hoping. Like, I'm hoping that once they meet Ahsoka, like, if she knows a little bit more about, you know, um, Baby Yoda's race and all that, because she knew who Yoda was, that I would imagine a name could come out somewhere. Because, like, for- four spirits are a thing. You know, like, what if the real Yoda comes back as, like, a force spirit and has, like, some, like, reason? Because we don't know where Baby Yoda even came from. Presumably, that little Yoda is, like, over 100 years old because they age so, they're, like, so old. You know, like, she's still, it's still just a child, but it could be, like, 100 or 200 years old. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it could be cool. Like, we might get some OG Yoda time this season that would be that would be neat also i do have to say that in episode four season two when we see the scientists hologram talk about the experiments mm-hmm. i wanted to rip that base apart because they were, talk- <laughs> they were talking about taking samples from baby yoda and i was like oh no like that is not appropriate and like i was so mad i was like At blow least that, that scientist- ish up that scientist kind of saved Yoda's life or baby Yoda's life. Yeah. Yeah. That so is props true. To that guy. Yeah. yeah. I did appreciate when he was like, don't, he's just a child. But then yeah. why were you experimenting with him? Huh? That's his job. It's just bro. a job. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, also not going to lie. The whole scene with baby Yoda taking the macarons. Like I laughed <laughs> so hard. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, yeah. Alex and I felt a different way about that scene. <laughs> <laughs> He's Listen, a thief. It, it's cute. The, the, it's cute. He's a thug. The kids should have shared, okay? <laughs> the kids should have shared. In the first season, like, Baby Yoda is using his force powers to, like, save Mando and, like, force strangle people. Second season, he's, like, stealing candy from a baby, <laughs> from a literal baby. <laughs> it's become a petty theft. <laughs> petty criminal. You know, just... Deliver him to the Jedi and let's move on. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> there will be order. <laughs> that is not the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're, you know, now we're, we've got four more episodes of season two. Yeah, sir, why don't we start with you? What, why don't, what do you want the last four episodes to do to make season two the best it can be? So I'll reemphasize that I want more character development, mm-hmm. especially for our characters, whether it's Yoda or Baby Yoda or the Man or Mandalorian or even the other main characters that we've seen. I want more character development. I feel like we're jumping around a lot and we're not really getting to settle down with a character and understand their motives, what they really want. 
out of what they're doing. Um, so that would be one thing. And then the other thing that I feel like um, I'd want more of in this show particularly is more a better character work from these side characters. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of them get brushed off as just like some some character that you're going to meet for a few minutes and then never see them again or meet for one episode and you don't really care about them. Um, and I feel like the lines that some of the characters get are kind of sad. Like, uh, what's that <laughs> that buff chick's name? Sorry Cara. that I don't know her name. Kara. Na- she gets the worst lines she of does. the entire show. It's so bad. I really it's like brutal. her, though. Like, I, 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 like don't like, I don't mind her as a character at all. I agree mm-hmm. with yeah. you. But she just gets the worst lines. I'm sorry. I feel like the the robot from the first season got way better lines than she did. Like she, he was actually fun and and enjoy a joy to have on the actual season. While her like she, she has some moments, but in general she just gets relegated to random quirky lines that aren't that funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I feel like I want more development of those characters as well. Mm-hmm. Tiffany, I assume that you want more Baby Yoda. Uh, for yeah. the last four episodes. <laughs> that is correct because in episode three, season two, he was baby he was being babysat by the frog family. And I was like, number one, how could you leave him with the frog family when they you do know, this all the time? You know it's crazy. That he eats their babies. How could you do well, that? And number two, why He's just not he, safe. Yeah. Well, I just he just was relegated to like a like a off screen and I was just like, No, I want him there. I also had a hard time with this last episode that yeah. they like, sent him to school. Left it's in like the classroom. Moff Gideon was just in that city. And you're gonna <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, yes. go to school now. Eat some yeah. candy. Yeah. And then she that that character again, she just says, like, oh yeah, I assure you he'll be safe. And then all four of them leave the leave. city. Yeah. yeah. And Yoda's by himself in this classroom. Yeah, like, you think like the C three PO knockoff is gonna like <laughs> battle <laughs> them? <laughs> Yeah, that like in that. I mean, I like the little hijinks with the macarons again, like for that scene. But yeah, I don't like when he's just like put aside, and I just worry about him. You know, like yeah, he's he's precious cargo. It's very like fragile. until we until we get him to Ahsoka, like mm-hmm. keep your eye on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I also I you know I kind of agree with Yasser about like wanting more character development. Um, I really like the shock trooper. Um, Kara, mm-hmm. and you know, to be honest, to find out that, or you know, the um, the rebel captain, his character's name is like Carson Tiva, when he was like trying to recruit her, and she's just like, no, I've already lost too many, you know, mm-hmm. and him like dropping the little symbol, the little coin. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, this is interesting, you know, like I was like, ooh, what's gonna go on with her? So, I'm pretty right. interested in that uh, aspect of it, and I like seeing the rebel force it forces around um the outer rim or where you know whatever hanging out and like seeing basically encapsulating the whole world building of it which i really like but yeah just more baby yoda please and please give him or her a name at the end of season two that's what i want i want him to have the child yeah the child give him a yodi i'll take yodi i don't know oh, monster no <laughs> criminal <laughs> savage it's just a child <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> alex what about you what do you uh want to see in the next uh four episodes other than baby yoda in jail <laughs> exactly <laughs> not i'm just saying give it to the jedi and let's move on that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not not imprisonment um <laughs> i guess it kind of leans more towards what Yasser wants in terms of character development but i just want to see more moff gideon and more i guess mm-hmm. interaction with the antagonist because mm-hmm. i feel that you know, it's a lot of the times in storytelling, you know, in general, I feel that you see more of, especially the faults of the protagonist when they interact with the main antagonist of the story and that, right, there's usually some sort of revelation to say that, oh, you think the protagonist is some sort of self-righteous, you know, you know, the god sent being that will solve all the problems and then usually it's in comparison to the antagonist mm-hmm. that we see oh you know not to say the, the antagonist is good but the protagonist isn't always the best or obviously there's gaping flaws in their character and so i think if there's more you know direct conflict between the two of them besides the end of the first season episode eight where there was kind of 
you know, not even direct conflict, right? Because there's no true right. hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. But if there's something along those lines that I think we can definitely get more of, you know, who, like, what does Moff Gideon stand for? But even, like, what does the Mandalorian actually care about? And why is he, why does he feel so inclined to deliver the child to the Jedi mm-hmm. in the first place? In case something happens in between. But if the next episode is called The Jedi, then maybe that won't happen. But, you know, just more Moff Gideon. That's what I want. Can we just take a moment? I, I feel like every time that I bring him up, I'm like praising him. But like Giancarlo Esposito, who plays Moff Gideon, is like He's one of my favorite villains. He he can play any villain. It doesn't matter. Like he's just so good at it. Well, what I think I love the most about him is he's really good at being a relatable villain. Mm-hmm. Like you can understand um, his intentions and why he's doing what he's doing. And that's back to what Alex is saying, something that we're missing in this show right now, like we're not understanding the character Moff Gideon at Mm -hmm. all. And usually Star Wars is very much about that protagonist antagonist relationship. Mm -hmm. And I hope we get there later on this season and potentially in the next season, if there is one, but so far I feel like that's been very much lacking in the overall plot. Yeah, I, I think it's a slow burn, like, figuring out what they need his blood for and, like, what tests. We, like, we got that in episode four. Like, they're testing mm-hmm. on these subjects with Baby Yoda's blood. Um, you know, I'm hoping, selfishly, I'm hoping that this doesn't tie in with episode nine, you know, like, with um, Palpatine kind of being resurrected, like, we find out in episode <laughs> nine. And it was, oh, like, boy. a terrible story arc. I hope it has <laughs> nothing to do with that. Um, that's... If it's anything else, I'll be very happy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think they're taking their time on that, and maybe by the end of this season, we might we might get a little bit of a little bit of that. Um, Can someone for, explain to me the like the black troopers that we saw at the end of episode four? They like, look like droids to me. Oh, they were droids? Because I was like, are those just a bunch of Darth Vaders? Like, I was just really confused. Those, no, those look like troopers to me. Like, those look yeah. like armor for troopers. And it was basically just telling you that they're about to send all these soldiers out to get the child. I'm well, almost wondering if they're, like, the troopers that kind of battle like Jedi. Um, the ones that, like, hung around with, like, General Grievous. The one with, like, the spears, like, well, the purple tips. Like, it's almost like that. Isn't that what their experiment is for? Is to have those type of troopers that have like Jedi, Jedi-like powers? I don't know. I don't know if they've explained that. I might have missed it, but uh, no, no, they didn't explain it. It's just that's what I got out of it. Like yeah. that's what they're trying to develop is a soldier with Jedi-like powers. That makes sense. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I actually, I didn't even think about a huge kind of flaw of the second season until uh, Yasser brought it up. Is like IG Eleven. And um, the the small short mm-hmm. guy that would always say, <laughs> "I have spoken." Like yes, those so two, good. Those two guys were fantastic. And My like two you favorite characters of you, season one. Absolutely. You can't praise this first season without mentioning them. So we were kind of mm-hmm. remiss in that. But um, there hasn't been any. Um, the one character that I thought uh, was developed pretty well that I really liked was the marshal in uh, the first episode. But even then, I don't foresee them ever bringing him back. Like except for maybe like. An, a one-off episode or something um so i think they've got some work to do to maybe make some of their already people like Kara and um the guy that carl weathers plays um yeah so that i i agree with you um one thing that i really want to ex- to see more is that episode one got me so hyped because boba fett was basically teased um of course boba fett was presumed dead in episode six of the main movies uh, because he went into a Sarlacc pit and was supposedly killed. Um, but then his armor came up and the marshal was wearing it, yada, yada, yada. And at the end of episode one, you see this guy who was the same actor as Jango Fett in the original series or the prequel series, um, kind of staring off in the distance, watching the Mandalorian go away with his armor. So I, I really can't wait to see how that comes about like the sarlacc pit like supposedly it takes like hundreds of years to digest so it's not out of the realm of possibilities that he got out um so i'm hoping it's boba fett and i'm just excited to see kind of where that storyline goes um but there's a lot of loose ends and i i can't wait to see what they do we'll see 
Um, I'm excited for The Jedi, which is next week. Um, any other thoughts about season two? I'd say the one thing I didn't like about the end of episode four, uh-huh. like where like Moff Gideon was present was after the, you know, the official was talking to him and there's like all the preparations complete. Yeah. 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 Yada. He had the classic cheesy smirk of like satisfaction <laughs> that I thought was just like, so, you know, very cliche, very like, Oh yes, everything's going to plan. Let me do this sly <laughs> classic smirk. bond villain. Like, yeah, like why? Like there is a lot of that in the Mandalorian, my yeah. And I'm just like that, I could have done without that because based on what we saw of him, especially just in episode, I guess it was just eight. I don't know if he, if he was in episode seven a little bit, but he had that intimidating presence. Like I respected him as a villain. Like it seemed like he had the personality. He had the, um, you know he commanded the presence when he was in the scene. And then with that, just zoom in on his face and the smirk just took it all away. From me. I'm just like, is he just another cheesy villain? I don't know. We'll see. But I, it was definitely minus points with that. I think it goes back to it being a kid show and you need to have that, those kind of cheesy moments for a kid show mm-hmm. for it that's, to hit home. It's kind of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like so that they understand what's going on and, like so everyone understands what's going on really mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's unfortunate i agree with you <laughs> yeah. all right well we'll have to wait until next time uh so after the next four episodes we'll come back to really decide if we recommended this experience um i think we're all excited <laughs> maybe not, <laughs> i don't know maybe not everyone I'm excited, <laughs> excited I'm week excited. to week um but it should be interesting I, I'm, I can't wait to see what it is um but that concludes really our second episode of the peer review segment of the recommended experience podcast uh you can always get in contact with us on twitter at rxp underscore podcast or email us at our gmail rxp.podcast at gmail.com thanks everybody we have spoken <laughs>